and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Checking us out at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street. You can also find our Patreon info there if you want merch and exclusive content. All right, everyone. Today, I'm covering House on the Remake of House on Haunted Hill from 1999. What a grand year to be alive. And I am joined by my super surprise co-host. You've never heard of her before. She's never been on the podcast ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Miss Amanda Espinosa. Welcome Hello, back, everyone. Amanda. Hi, I'm back. Yeah, first time. Uh, first time here, long time First time, time long time. First time, long time. New year, new me. Uh, yeah, thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited yes. to be back. Um, so catch everyone up. What have you been up to? What's what's going on in life? Oh, well, uh, I mean, amazing news. Uh, the last time I was on your show, I was working in New Jersey, and now I've moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, you betcha. <laughs> you know, so excited. Um, it is. It is all of that and. Every, I mean, it's beautiful here, and I'm excited to start my work here at a theater. And yes. yeah, that's been my big news. And aren't you? You're living with some rude roommate, I heard too. So yeah, some crazy so person. Yeah, she works on this podcast. I think <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Something well, like that. my roommate is uh, my cat Louise. No. Uh, <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. True. But that's also Sheree. Sheree. So this house is um, scary twenty four seven uh an amazing that, you remember that show uh two men and a baby you and Sheree start a show and be two ladies and a cat two ladies and a cat i love that we're thelma's and louise um <laughs> so i'm excited yes we're yes. here and watching horror movies so if you're in minneapolis minnesota let us know yeah um and again uh, amanda why don't you remind the listeners about your school it's been a minute since you've been on so remind the uh, listeners where they can follow you on social media yeah absolutely so i'm entertaining on instagram you can follow me on instagram on uh am 21 and i'm on facebook yeah i'll add you if you don't act creepy a rule i think that's everyone's rule um, i'm also on twitter too so i'll send those links but yeah i'm on twitter follow me i love to chat i love to meet new people and just like talk about movies let's do it let's do it love it all right well i'm sure we got some thoughts so let's get into our just general thoughts on this remake um first off i want to talk about this cast because when i Ooh. looked at the imdb for this i was like is this, this is late 90s like gold you have Femke Jensen. You have Tay Diggs. Before he did me wrong and cheated on Idina Menzel. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've forgiven him since then. He's, we're, we're back on good terms. Uh, we got Peter Gallagher. We got Chris Kattan. We have Je- Jeffrey Rush. Bridget Wilson, who if you don't know Bridget Wilson, you do know her. You just don't know you that know her. her. She was um, Helen's sister on I Know What You Did Last Summer. And she was the original Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat. And also voiced her in some of the video games. Mm-hmm. Plus the cameo of the year, Lisa Lowe and <laughs> James Masterson. <laughs> wow. And she who must not be named is also in this movie. And <laughs> Allie Larder, if you don't know, she's on everyone's shit list now because she's racist, apparently. Anyway, 
Let's not give her any more time of the day. Yeah, we're not giving her. Yeah, she can just. Well, yeah, we'll talk about her. Yeah. I want to say this really quickly because I need to take up for my girl. Um, so everyone talks about how um, in the late 90s, um, Julie from I Know What You Did Last Summer is the most boring final girl. That is not true. Okay. This girl is the most boring final girl. Most boring. Yeah, that's one of my notes we'll talk about, but my goodness. Ugh, she was so Just, boring. I, I, I was a, for everyone listening, I am Team Julie. I love Julie. I also love Helen. I don't, you know, I love I love that movie. I know you did last summer, but this girl was so, she was just so boring. We'll get into more details later. It's like, yeah. Hmm. This movie is also why I don't do asylums. No, absolutely I know, not. I don't know if you've been like if you've seen this anywhere, but like some people like to do like haunted houses and like abandoned asylums, and I'm like, nah. Nah, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. There's so much trauma that happens in asylums, like hospitals, any of those kinds of spaces that it's just sitting there, right? It's just, you feel it, the weight of it. And even when you go to a haunted house that even the community church may have put on because they're trying to sell raffle tickets or something, it's frightening because it's like, wow, there's a lot of uneasiness, unwell stuff happening. Um, yeah, and I don't you know, do asylums. And you know, I think it. I think it goes back to our country specifically, but it's society in a whole, like globally, and how we have never, and I can, I include today, never really handled mental health in a good way. Um, we are better today than we were, of course, but like, you know, we're not throwing, giving women lobotomies if they disagree with their husbands anymore. Yeah, but. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's why asylums are so scary is because they remind us how terrible of people we treat people who have mental health issues. 100%. And then just like all the experiments, like, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about what we do to humans and it's like, well, they helped other humans. And I'm like, I don't even know what you, it's not operation. This no, is not really. what this is, but um, yeah, it's just, ugh. Yeah. So great location, awful concept but great you know to put this in uh yeah it's terrifying for sure but we'll get into specifics about the plot and all that stuff in a minute but yeah what are what were some of your general thoughts um general thoughts i'll throw it out there you know uh it's interesting to see who like price is going to be right like we're gonna see the husband wife duo that kind of set up um you know, this remake, I'm like, we got to see those two characters and who they are to kind of establish everything. And I, you know, Evelyn, what that was a goddess kind of move of like, okay, you're setting this up for us. Awesome. Here we go. But then we get Stephen, you know, and then at one point, the whole roller coaster scene in the beginning uh, was good to have that bit of seeing how he's a trickster, right? We need Mm -hmm. to know that he plays tricks on people and he's so easy to do that for him because it's his whole life. Um, but we spent way too much time watching Lisa Loeb <laughs> ride a roller coaster. And I was like, was that necessary? But we need that setup of him being a trickster in their relationship with the husband and wife. So like, that was kind of a general note of like, we don't need visually all of that. Just set it up in the relationship. You've already done it, the tension. Yeah. Um, but I know, have you had anything on that too? Like just seeing that couple in the beginning? No, I agree. The intro, so number one, Femke Jensen in this opening this opening scene is everything I aspire to be in this world. She's in this luxurious bubble bath watching her box 90s television of, the, of this terrible 
a mad scientist and drinking champagne and has her phone next to it. So she doesn't have to get up to the edge of the phone. I loved it. I loved she, it. Was so, it was so, it set up her character. I thought the way they paced her part of this intro was great. Because mm-hmm. we, we got who she was. We know who Evelyn is from the jump. Um, I agree with your thoughts on, and I kind of wonder if they weren't trying to maximize on specific, maybe, I mean, Lisa Loeb as well, but James Masterson and the popularity of Buffy, even though Ashray always says we have to say goodbye to that somehow. But um, I wonder, and at the time, 1999, it was still huge. So I'm wondering if maybe that was a part of it. They wanted to kind of capture, have more time with him. But if you want that, then put him as a character in the show and like, you know, like don't make him a Yeah, make him on the guest list or something, you know, I think, yeah, we'll talk about that guest list. But um, yeah, I totally agree. Maybe they were like, oh, we have him for the day. Let's just film some extra stuff. And then then when they were editing, they were like, oh, we have to use it all because it's James (laughs) Masterson. Just put it in there. Put it in there, Carl. Put it in there. But yeah, I, I agree though. I think we could have seen the <laughs> elevator moment. That was fun. Uh, but the first time I watched it, I was like, holy shit, this is going down. And then it wasn't. Um, but yeah, that was fun. They could have, we could have seen them getting on the roller coaster and then cut to um, Stephen being on the phone. Yeah. And that last little bit that we got from him. I don't, we didn't need to see the whole like roller coaster ride, the thing flip, flip up and the yeah, thing was going over yeah it just didn't it didn't progress the plot it didn't show anything that you haven't shown already the, the extent to which he will go to make a, a joke um maybe mm. that's what they were trying to, to show okay yeah but I, I i think the falling elevator is already dangerous enough you know someone could have easily had a heart attack someone could have easily you know there's plenty of things that could have gone wrong but i don't know I agree, though, that the, the beginning pacing-wise just kind of... And, and it, if you can't nail the beginning, you really have a hard time moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's true. If, if you don't hook an audience in the first five minutes, you haven't hooked the audience. Luckily, they did have that nice scare of the elevator dropping um, to catch us. But then you just, like... Okay, let's get this going. Let's get this. Let's going. get, let's this, get going. this going. Yeah. yeah. What's the next thing? Yeah. Exactly. Well, since we're here, let's talk about the creation of this invitee list. So, number one, this film really relies on early internet society. The fact mm-hmm. that because we find out, so we see the the list that he's made, and we see it go away, and then we see just random other names start popping up. And then uh-huh. later on, you find out that the spirit of the house went through the electrical lines <laughs> of the, and the internet. Mm-hmm. And, you, know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you are really reaching here. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I can't even give Verizon to like respond back to my like agent chats. And you're right. having somebody get into your Word doc? Like, right. In 1999? In 1999? Well, I was feeding a yeah I was feeding my neopet um yeah that was it was a interesting thing I I, um, yeah I'm just trying to see the believability of that because it's like then why isn't I would have killed quicker you know what I mean if you're having Mm -hmm. access to all of this 
Yeah, if they can get to every, if the spirit of the house can get to anyone through the internet, then why are they not just whacking these people off in their homes? Like They're just like, no, they got to be in their mid-30s, somewhat successful in this house specifically. Yeah, so the creation of the guest list was interesting to see it happening because we needed to have that answer of who actually made the list. And then, yeah, I just don't know if it was done right or if it would have been like, at first I was thinking whoever was going to run this house, like whatever was happening with that was going to change up the list or something. But all right, 90s internet. Yeah, and I mean, this is coming out in a time, I think this is before these films I'm about to list, but like, this is kind of the beginning of, like that movie, I don't know if you watched it. It was like early 2000s, but it was called fear.com. Where mm-hmm. if you go to this website, it made your greatest fears come to life. So the, kind of like fear of technology. And I think yeah. this was trying to play on that. I don't know how successful it was at that. Because uh, it, it didn't really go anywhere. It didn't really, nothing happened with it. Didn't really do anything. I wonder if they had, yeah. If they had made, you know, what Price's job is, you know, with the roller coaster, if like technology been screwing up in that way, like always affecting them in some way, mm-hmm. um, I would have been like, "Ooh, this is scowy. right? This is scowy, but didn't do that." Yeah. So one thing I think we do need to disperse. Um, unfortunately, like I said, this is 1999. I get it's the time. <laughs> And I get it's their relationship, but Evelyn's consistent digs on Steven's sexual orientation just kept, I was just like, was was there not anything else? Like, get him about his penis size. Get him about, maybe he's cheating on you too. Like, why did it have to, I mean, was he? Yeah. Like his little mustache. What, you're not questioning this? But like, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's very, uh, you know, in writing of those like the like sexuality and the wife is like upset about something and it's like the young wife picking on the older man and I'm like, this is what we're doing. This is what right. we're doing right now. And um, I mean, to be fair, he was sex shaming her the whole time. So okay, like, there's problematic things on both sides of that for sure. And I don't think I needed either of them, really. I think that we could have gotten their relationship without any of that problematic language. Yeah, didn't help. Didn't help a bit. Oh, Evelyn and Steven, may they keep rotting. But I'm joining, I'm jumping too far. My next note. Um, and we have similar next notes, actually. We do. You know, my, all of these relationships were so forced. And I think that's even talking about like the, the dialogue between like Evelyn and Steven and and everyone, but I had, no one seemed interested in anybody, right? I, like you had the Sarah and Eddie, you had everybody talk. I didn't care. I, I didn't care. There was no attraction to each other and no weird sexual tension. Um, not that it always needs to be, but I've been in some haunted houses, okay? There's some tension. But there was just nothing. It was just yeah. like, holy cow, y'all just picked these people last week. And they had good them actors. In so it's not the actors. They, this cast is good. It's good stuff. It just wow. Ooh. There was no writing, I think, and and I so before this movie starts, none of the besides Stephen and Evelyn, none of these characters know each other. Yeah, Play off of that, but I felt like they tried to create relationships when they didn't need to be there. Like especially Sarah and Eddie, that was like the biggest faux pas for me because I felt like they were trying to make them into 
a romantic situation mm-hmm. and they don't one they don't know each other and they're stuck in this haunted asylum that's the last thing on my mind i don't know about you but <laughs> if i'm yeah, like, on an asylum i'm not like let's look for love <laughs> let's look for love well sometimes depending on my mood but yeah it was just oh they were trying that and i was like you know what just let it go just let them just like elsa let it go let it oh, let it go just let it go but yeah i wish they had taken the that force tension out like trying to make them a couple and just let them be two people trying to survive this thing and um and they started to get there eventually because i think they were realizing there was not gonna happen right at all yeah towards the end i think they got rid of all the like let's make relationships and just like let's go but i wish they would have done that earlier because i think they sacrificed some of the scariness quote unquote to mm-hmm. try and make those relationships happen. Oh, completely, yeah. Because there's, there's this movie isn't that scary, honestly. I don't know about you, but it did. The, the atmosphere scared me more than like the film. Oh, completely, yeah. I have to agree with that. I think it was more scary the fact that the director let these things be in the final cut. Like that was the scary <laughs> part. You're like, oh my, they paid you at the end of this. But yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that terrifying. It was just uh, the idea of the place was. And the, the history of it, you know, is terrifying because you, we hear about it now in present day of like these asylums and these places where people are being mistreated. Um, and that's scary to me, but the film yeah. overall didn't frighten me. No, I, I will say the scariest moment in this movie is so Melissa, who is played by, um, what was her name? Bridget Wilson. Mm-hmm. She has got the camera and looking at the, that's the only way that she can see the ghosts, when every one of them turns and looks at her. Yes. I was like, oh shit, bitch, get the fuck out of there. Girl, go, take a picture, go. Um, you, yeah, I think that was what, one of my notes that I had was like, we're using technology as this way of fear, but also the ability to see what's hidden play with that more like the can I thought that was incredible I wanted her to like live you know uh, like mm-hmm. make it through because I was like oh she has a resource for us to like and that's scarier when you can't see anything and suddenly you look through a camera or a screen or your phone that's always my biggest fear too I look at my phone or through my camera mm-hmm. and something's gonna pop up like hello and they um, all look at you at the same time and they oh all look God. at you and I was like oh that's great and I was like what's she gonna do next and they're just like loud scream and they're like oh she's a Ghana and I was like what just come on that quick give me a chase scene there was no chase scenes in this movie there was no chase scene I wanted that I wanted one of those so it would have been really cool in my in my opinion to see what that camera could have done like how else we could have kept using it besides seeing her gruesome end but um, or or I mean if you because I understand people have to die it's a horror film but like and if she's going to die make that a longer sequence because she is your first death one of the first deaths until like the last 10 20 minutes so like give that more give that more time i want to see her struggle i want to see her you know the moments where she can see the can't see the ghost and not see the ghost and trying to get away and trying to struggle instead she just gets a scream and then a, i wonder what happened to her let's go find out we don't see it but we see that creature that kills her Which but we don't see that again Right. It was just like, what is happening here? 
I was like, well, that's a creepy little figure. Like, where's he been? Mm-hmm. She, they, I'm so sorry. I'm assuming. Um, but where's this creature? What is happening? There's a lot of questions there, but I was like, oh, you could play into this really well. But I, yeah, I think this film, and I say this a lot, I feel like on the podcast, but I think this film had good things about it. It just chose to focus on the things that weren't good about it. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I, um, but I will say, so if that was the scariest part for you, I would say one of the funniest parts for me also with technology and the camera was when print, when price prints, when the prints, um, when price looks at the no, camera. That's what, I, that's what happens. Yeah, that's what it. <laughs> Um, when Price looks at the camera and he sees the ghost of like what Banacut mm-hmm. and the ghost pops up, but it was just like, is that how ghosts walk? Does everyone have joint pain? I was like, he's doing the robot. This cannot be real. <laughs> no, that was a choice. It was a choice, mate. And yeah. I, I laughed so hard. And I know that they were trying to make that a very serious moment of like the fear of this ghost. And I was like, this is bad. It is very bad. Yeah, um, it didn't. It did not work. Okay, I will say when I, if I'm remembering correctly, because I watched this movie when it first came out, of course. Um, and I want to say when I first watched this movie, that scene did scare me. But on this rewatch, I was like, and also he suddenly cares about Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly he's like, oh, I care about Evelyn now. I've got to go save her. Evelyn! I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think so. Not uh, yeah. I also wish, so we talked about earlier that we've, we've, the movie has set uh, Price up to be this troublemaker or trickster, but we never mm-hmm. see any of his tricks. No. Never see any of his stuff that he had set up, because you know he had stuff set up. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we don't see any of that because he hires that guy who's sitting in some random closet. Right. Um, and yeah, we never get a taste of like what he actually is going to do. Like, is he hired anybody or what's he done to the house? Is there like junk things that are going to like robots that'll pop out? At? I don't like, I would have liked to have seen that because that would have added an extra layer of scary between okay, what is naturally happening in this house and what is price fabricated? Yeah, we, yeah, we didn't get a taste of that. I don't, I don't know if the glass ceiling was him or what that was. Remember in that beginning when with Evelyn's walking and then Eddie saves her? Maybe I didn't yeah. get a real... And fun, funny story. So this is one of Femke Jensen's first films she did and she did her own stunts in that. So that is her the whole time when that glass is falling. Oh my yeah well now don't get a girl get a girl um still confused about that scene but get it i mean yeah (laughs) but doing your own stunts as doing your own stunts you know Um, yeah but yeah no i I just wish because then it would have added when uh evelyn does fake her own death Mm -hmm. it would have made that even more kind of an escalation if we've seen what Price had been, had planned to do to her, well, this is what she had planned to do to him. So instead, what we got was really one-sided in this 
tit for tat, which they tried to do. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay, let's rewrite this. <laughs> We're doing. Let's do yeah, it. it's just like they missed. I don't know if they cut or they just started making weird edits, but we just lost so much of why we should care. Yeah. Or why so, wait. And what's so frustrating is there is something here that I could really enjoy. It just went nowhere. <laughs> went nowhere. Nowhere town. <laughs> nowhere town in an asylum. I will say that I did like the way that they kind of incorporated the history of the place. Mm, mm -hmm. I always like those moments in these, especially late 90s, early 2000s, even because I'm just a sucker for it. But when, especially when you find out that they're like descendants of the original survivors of the fire and I was like, okay, that's cool. I wanna see more of that. But then it had me thinking because Sarah is not who she says she is in the beginning. So I don't know how she fits into this now. Mm -hmm. and and the history of like mental health and the fact that the last like monster iteration of the energy in the in the place looked like a giant ink blot that was cool i liked that that was a cool yeah and it could slither everywhere it didn't you're like always look, look good it didn't didn't look, look oh good. no some but, of those faces that were her well in the times when it would be at some points there were some cuts and scenes that it would be like literally just look like fog or smoke and then it would like materialize. Like, I felt like I was playing a 90s video game and that was like, you're running from them. And that's all they could do because yeah. that was technology back then. That was technology. I think I had, I had made that statement, but I didn't say it in this, like even the beginning opening credits of this <laughs> film looks like that 90s like PlayStation game that gets stuck in the beginning. It keeps like, and you're like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there by next Saturday I believe in it yeah I completely agree I do love the history I wanted a little bit more mm -hmm. and just seeing all those people I didn't want them all to be uh, I thought it was going to be that these ghosts are going to if there was numerous people that you would if they could cut to a scene and just see the number of bodies or people in that asylum that were still there trapped from that fire seems mm -hmm. more like terrifying to me than this massive large mm, ink blot like you know I was just yeah. like you know, they, they died this awful death and so many of them went through so much and I thought they were going to kind of use every bit of how they were tortured in some way and died to against these people in that way to kind of get that revenge, but that would be too simple. But yeah, it became a big mob. And some of, of the, some of the scariest parts of this film, to me anyways, were the flashbacks to mm -hmm. the night of the fire. Um, the, oh, that one scene where I think he he's a guy's just sitting in his office and there's a window to where the patients are and then they just like burst through that window that was scary i was like oh shit <laughs> you're in trouble dude <laughs> want more of that yeah like but no we got more sarah and eddie being weird also sarah again least favorite final girl ever and this is by this is with my if you've listened to this podcast you know i have a very deep hatred of nancy she, Sarah's worse. <laughs> Sarah is now my least favorite. Final wow. Girl. Made the list, Sarah. But like, why? Like, when the ghost is like showing her Eddie, and he literally has black eyes. Why are you following him to this like bloody pit? Also, why is there a, a huge bucket of blood in <laughs> a pool of blood? A huge. <laughs> 
just made I, mm, and even in that acting he's like okay are you going over okay i believe you and i was like oh no kill her just kill her just, yeah go on I'm, yeah i'm good go on kill her just mm, i'll make i'll make my statement about sarah later <laughs> we both, yeah we both have is yeah <laughs> the darkness yeah the kind of like tying all the any well because at first i thought blackburn was in Mm. you know i was like oh maybe he's part of the home right like he this rando dude peter gall let's see what's happening with his character is he tied with the house in some way because there's something rooted there right and then we see him go back to evelyn and they've been a part of this whole plan and then evelyn just like straight up She's like, I don't need a man. And I'm like, checks out. <laughs> I love that moment. But yeah, yeah, and I was just thinking, I was like, is Blackburn like some sort of the darkness? Like, right, you know, like has taken this form. But no, even, and I couldn't stand his character either. Mm-hmm. It was just like, why are you here? Right. What and, is happening? And you've got, it's, and that made their whole thing about them all being descendants of the survivors really muddled because now we've got, Gallagher, who clearly is just there to help Evelyn somehow, but somehow the house invited him, but somehow yeah. uh, I don't know. Um, Did he just show up? He's, she was like, oh no, my guest list messed up to show up. Right. What? Again, a good idea. It's just everything was not, nothing was working right. And again, I go back to the point that if we see Evelyn and her conniving against Stephen, I need to see Stephen conniving against Evelyn. Yeah, because that's their relationship, and that's not what we got. We got one side of that, and it was, of course, villainizing the woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, she, mm, yeah, Evelyn goes to bed pretty quickly. Yeah, but I and, mean, even in the yeah the original, she's you know rah, she's not whacked off pretty quickly, I but you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, at least they. I will say at least they utilized Evelyn a little more in this script than they did in the original. Uh, but that was like, what was it, 50s, 40s, somewhere around there? Yeah, and right, like, yeah. Women were in a worse place then than they are today. So. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. It did make me laugh that Adoption and Chris Kattan saved the day. <laughs> and he said that, yeah. that he was adopted, which again, muddles their idea that these are the descendants of the Descendants of but adoption and then Chris Kattan's ghost is like pulling the, ro- the rope and getting the thing open. Ghost to open the, do- uh, the gate. <sighs> but then you have to ask yourself, now what are they going to do? They're stuck at the top of this damn <laughs> What are they going to do? No one has a cell phone. No one has a cell phone. They're stuck. There's water is underneath them. Maybe it's deep enough to jump, but I don't know that I would risk it. I don't think I would risk it because you know what? They have those paper checks and they're going to get wet and you can't take a check to the bank wet. I'm, not that I've like dropped anything on a check and been like, cash this out, ma'am. Um, no, I have. So they won't do it. And you, so they have all this money, but like, what are they going to do with it? They're going to rot there. They, they pan die. back, they're rotten. You know, Sarah will probably end up eating Eddie and then Sarah will die. <laughs> Sarah will die. Um, yay. That's the ending we wanted. Yeah, I was curious. I was like, does the house open up again? It's because, done. Like, right. Because Chris Catan is the only one, his character is the one that owns the building. 
And if no one knows he's dead. What are they going to do? Because the door's shut and it wasn't them. It was right. the ghost. Does the ghost then go, I, we're good. We're good. You gotta go, y'all go home now. Y'all survive. No, go home. We'll open the door. You can go down the seven flights. No problem. <laughs> also, we got to talk about this because we talk about this about all the films, especially the ones that you're on. The geography of this house, the, the architect, the, the like house plan. What is this? What is this? It's like a Legoland house that like a, they gave to a 10 year old. I was like, where rooms. are we going? And then did you notice it? Okay, so Chris Catan's character at the end could see them, could see Eddie and Sarah from uh-huh. the where the pulleys and stuff are. And talk to them and that but they were down like the main atrium where the glass fell so and they got up to where he was but then they're at the top of this huge fucking tower so how the fuck did they <laughs> how did they even and then like the long hallways and endless hallways and rooms that nobody went in they're just doors i was like what is happening here this isn't believable because there was just it, it's like a fire killed people but there's so much room to actually get out right and if you so like i've seen movies where they do like the the unknown well mm. you have to set the reality first and then say now the madness is taking over and now the halls are endless and the corners are everywhere and the closets are you know there's 20 billion closets this one, we never got that reality. No. Because we were always like, once we got to the building, mean, we didn't even get to like the asylum until like 20, 30 minutes into the film. So then you only have an and hour. <laughs> and it was lit with those bat those Batman lights, right? Like following around. It was like, who who are we calling right now? Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's in the Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. And I was like, is that oh, the Batman. darkness? That's what saves Sarah and Eddie. Batman Batman shows up. I'm Batman. What are you doing in my house? (laughs) I would have been like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, So good. Yeah, it was, I can't explain that place because they were like, we're going to keep exploring. And I'm like, the same hallway? The same spot? Like there's, there was no, yeah. It's just so frustrating because I, as I said, there are good things in here that you could play with and make good choices and really make an interesting movie and scary movie. It just it never went anywhere. And I will say this, it has been a minute since I've watched, there is a sequel to this, and it has oh, been a no. minute since I've watched it. The sequel is better. The sequel what, is better. What I remember, I actually own the sequel, which I haven't watched in years though. So I might watch that tonight and I'll text you and be like, I was correct. The sequel is better. <coughs> um, the sequel is better. When, when when was the sequel? Do you know when it's that called came the out? Return, it's called The Return to House on High Hill. We're going to go back and find Sarah and Eddie's body. No, they're the not even involved. Yeah, it's Sarah. Sarah's luckily not in this film. But it's been a minute. So I, I could be wrong. Again, but I actually oh, no, you're right. Yeah, 2007. 2007. Good year. Good year. So they took their time. They figured out what did not work. They're like, let's year. rewrite this for a while. I need to check it out. Yeah, I have it on DVD. It's a blah. It's weird. It's not great. Like, don't get me wrong. When I say it's better, it's not like a good movie, but it's de- it's a decent movie <laughs> from what I remember. It's actually got scary moments in it, unlike this one. 
who oh. had like two or three scary moments that they underplayed. Ugh. All right. Shall we get to our hot takes? Ooh, let's do it. All right. You go first. My hot take. I don't know if it's something you agree, but great cast. Okay. Good cast. Problematic, but like good cast. But I was really shocked with the casting directors. They had the ability to pick people that I absolutely, I didn't care for anybody. <laughs> Everyone was so unlikable to me. Like in this way that I didn't care who survived or who left the house. At some point I was like, I eat them all. Just take them all for everything that they've done. Um, but then, and then of course, Sarah and Eddie make it in the end and then they get all the money. And I was like, why, right. why? I just, um, I just didn't like them. If anybody were to survive in some weird way, if Christ made it out with all his money and he, you know, the joke was on him that he now is sitting with this money outside this fun. house and he has nowhere else to go. That would have been better for me than letting Sarah and Eddie. Yeah. Um, I just, I really didn't like anybody. I yeah. didn't. I can agree with that. And I think that's probably where mine comes from because like, even though she's, you know, one of the villains in this film, I would have rather seen Evelyn survive than Sarah. Because at least Evelyn was interesting to watch, you know? And she's got that fierce bathtub. And no one needs to die when they have that fierce bathtub. No one. She was on a she was on a plug-in wall phone in that bathtub. She was like a electricity. Wasn't it a rotary a phone? Rotary. Oh my <laughs> with like what fluff. Time. <laughs> with all those bubbles, she feared nothing. She was like, this could fall and kill me. Don't care. Yeah. And she put that family jets, and I, and part of that I was like, and that's only partially because of the actors. <laughs> I would rather have seen Alexander die than, than family jets. <laughs> yeah, that. But yeah, that was a major hot take. I was like, dang, I really didn't care about anyone. It, no, it's true. And the the price ending would have also been really funny, or really like, oh, I get you were trying to make a statement with this movie. Okay, cool. I'm here for it. But like, nope. You get Sarah and Eddie. I mean, I will say at least the black guy lived, just in general. Made it, give him the money. <laughs> they didn't give him any character to like care about, but he was a black man and he did live. Oh, Tay Diggs. But like, <laughs> Eddie and, and they were like, both... you know what? I'm going to make this a worse movie. Let's play some Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> And to be fair, at the time, we did not know Allie Larder was such a racist, mean lady. But now we do. We know better. We do better. No, garbage. Um, but these characters are objectively boring. Like, so tell boring. me one thing about Eddie. Um, you know, he had a nice jacket. Uh, <laughs> I was like, thing, I would wear that jacket. The only thing I can tell you about Sarah is that she is ambitious. Because she took that invitation from her boss. She That's took the, the invitation and yeah, and she knew how to rewire the lighting fixtures. Somehow, we don't know why or how or what. She just knows. I have a theater degree and I did some lighting design stuff. I still don't know what to do with that. Like on off? What are you trying? And then this girl shows up? You give me a, board, a lighting board, I might can figure it out. But yeah, I'm not going to be wiring shit up. Rewire lighting? Okay. They didn't teach me that in theater school. <laughs> didn't teach me that either but they also taught me not to go to an asylum <laughs> second location so yeah i'm just not gonna do that um 
But yeah, no, I, I agree. None of the characters were super likable. I thought Evelyn was the most interesting of the girls as a character. Huh. Yeah, no, Evelyn and Price were objectively the most interesting characters in this whole film. The most, yeah. Maybe Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan's character was kind of fun. But I that was a choice. I'm I'm excited to see how. Well, I mean, we're kind of slowly seeing it too because Alana Glazer just did her thing. But like, we're seeing more of these comedians and SNL people trying to go into horror films. And I was like, you know, you know, I'm not against it. I not against they, it if it was a horror comedy. Yeah, but if, if they would have utilized like the, his comedy a little more and made him like, I figured he was going to be the first one to die. Not like oh, the me one too, that yeah. saves them in the end. I was yeah, like, oh, was... Chris Kattan, who's the first one to go? <laughs> Chris Kattan, no. Yeah, it was a choice for him, but they're trying. They're trying to get, you know, I'm seeing the work that people want to do and get involved in horror. And um, you did a good job, bud. You did a good job there at the end. Yeah, I, I mean, I will say, I think that all the actors did what they could with the script they were given. Oh, the, the... yeah. This movie is not the actor's fault. No. That script is... There's just nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. (laughs) What a time. Uh, And it's it's been a minute since I've watched the original, but I have seen it. And I, 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 while, you know, you know, classic films sometimes aren't my favorite acting style in the world, I still think the script gave them something. Yeah, oh, completely. This one just did not do anything for anybody. (laughs) Didn't do anything. We were depending too much on the visuals to do a lot of the work for us. And I was like, oh, it's not helping. It's not helping one bit, but it's a learning curve. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we, we, we got... A House on Haunted Hill remake so that we could get, I don't know, I can't think of anything right now, but a better movie in the future. A better movie. A better movie. But do I fear Houses on Hills? Yeah. Especially if they're a fucking asylum. I ain't going in there. Yeah. They're like, hey, that hospital is built in the 19. I'm like, I'm not going there. (laughs) I'm not going there. I'm not going. Why'd you point that out? It's not a main attraction of this town. For real. I say that I would not go in one. I'm kind of lying because I have been in one and I was terrified the whole time. So in Arkansas, there's a little city called Eureka Springs, if anyone's heard of it. Um, And there is a hotel there called the Crescent Hotel, which is one of the most haunted hotels in America. It's been on TV shows. It's been, you know, and me and an ex went and took the tour and at one point it was an asylum for like tuberculosis people and this guy was like killing people left and right and I stayed the night there and it was scary absolutely not <laughs> I wasn't I even mean, in one of the haunted rooms but I was still like we can't leave we gotta leave the lights on we gotta <laughs> we're li- leave everything on yes. leave the window open no yeah like I was saying before uh, I attended a community church on an house <laughs> but like their idea with asylum is like people in lab coats which is kind of frightening when people are just kind of let loose and you're like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, no, I won't do that. I can't. Hospitals and I'm good. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on there. And jails. It's like one of those things. All of those. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. 
All right, everyone. So next up, be sure to be on the lookout for our season three. It'll be coming up pretty soon. Woo! Thank you so much, Amanda, for joining me on this journey of something that we had. How the internet attacks. <laughs> Sheree was telling me that her and Jerry were so happy they had the original. And I was like, well, fuck you. I get the good one next time. <laughs> this... Uh... We just had to talk about it. We just had to. I'm just glad it was only an hour and a half. I wish it was a little shorter, but you know. So we had cut that longer. roller. Yeah, we cut that roller coaster scene. It probably would have been an hour. Looking um. uh, <laughs> <laughs> at an hour tops, but yeah, I'm so glad it was quick. Yeah. Which is good and bad, but we realized that as the as we watched it. So. Right. But now I'm going to watch the remake so I can tell you if it's actually worth checking out or not. Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening. Let us know if you, if maybe you're a fan of this movie, maybe we missed something. Let us know because I missed it. I missed something. <laughs> yeah. If you're a fan of this movie, tell me you five reasons why. <laughs> five. I need, I, no, I need an essay. I need like a two page essay. essay. Okay. College print. <laughs> College print. Sourced. I need <laughs> source materials. We need all of it. Images are also yes. uh, a great addition yes. to that. But <laughs> an oral presentation. I need it. Oh. I don't understand. <laughs> Portfolio of this. All right, everyone. <laughs> Make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye. <laughs>